In a world darkened by the fall, we all need light for our daily path. Psalm 119 verse 105 tells us where to find that light. The psalmist says, Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. The word, the Bible, gives us light, and that's good news. The good news of Jesus Christ is what we need each and every day. This is Gospel Talk with Pastor Wes Bradenhoff. It's great that you've joined us again this afternoon as we search the scriptures together, having our path illuminated by God's Word. Here's your host for this afternoon, Pastor Wes Bradenhoff. Good afternoon. Welcome to another edition of Gospel Talk. As always, I'm Pastor Wes Bradenhoff. Glad that you've joined me again this afternoon. Well, at the beginning of today's program, I wanted to mention to you once again that if you have any questions about anything you hear on the program, please feel free to send them in to me. You can email them to me. My email address is gospeltalk at hotmail.com. Once again, that email address, gospeltalk, all one word, at hotmail.com. We also have a blog, which you're invited to stop by and check out on the internet, gospeltalkradio.blogspot.com, gospeltalkradio, again, all one word, dot blogspot.com. Love to have you drop by and check that out. You can find the archive of our past programs there. If you've missed a program, you can download one and listen to it. You can also re-listen to programs at your convenience. You can also leave any comments or questions that you may have there on the blog as well. We also have an iTunes feed, so if you have an iPlayer, um, if you have an iPod or what have you, and you want to set it up to automatically download Gospel Talk onto your uh, iPod, you can do that as well. Just look for us, you know, just search for Gospel Talk at the iStore. Well, th- over the last number of weeks, we've been doing a survey or a review of basic Christian teachings or basic Christian doctrine. You know, what does the Bible teach? The, the basics of the Christian faith. And this week, we've been talking about what the Bible teaches with regards to the church. Yesterday, we talked about how important it is to be a member of a local church, how important it is to join yourself to a church body where there is regular preaching and where sacraments are administered, where there's church discipline, where there's church leadership, where there's accountability and all these things. And why are those things important? Well, because as we saw yesterday, Jesus Christ loves his church. He not only loves the church Catholic, the church in the broad sense or the universal sense. Sometimes people talk about the invisible church. That may not be the best language, but, you know, church in the broad sense, the body of Christ. He also loves local churches. And we saw that from Revelation chapters 1 to 3. Jesus Christ loved the church at Philadelphia. He loved the church at Laodicea, Thyatira, all of those churches. Jesus Christ loved them. And today, we can be sure that if there is a true church of Jesus Christ, he loves that church. And if believers are united to Jesus Christ, if they are joined to him through faith in the Holy Spirit, they they should be loving what he loves. It, It has to be an anomaly. It has to be something totally strange for a Christian not to to want to be a part of a church, not to be want, want to be part of a local body of Christ. And then that brings us naturally to the next important question. How do you determine what is a good church and what's a bad church? How do you determine the difference between a true church and a false church? Because truth be told, there are some churches out there which are not worth their name. There are some churches out there where 
there's false teaching where the Bible is not followed in any way, shape, or form, except maybe in a very superficial way. So we have to carefully judge what uh, a true church and a false church is. And, and our judge, our pattern for judging, our model for judging, our paradigm, our guidelines, whatever you want to call them, come from the Word of God. And there are three. They're easy to remember. I teach these to the, the youth in my church. I teach these to the people in my church. Everybody can memorize them. They are very basic. There's nothing complicated here. There are three things that you need to look for in a true church. The first is the pure preaching of the gospel. In a minute, we're going to go into all the, the biblical um, support and references for that. and Look at a couple Bible passages. But first of all, pure preaching of the gospel. That has to be number one. The second important thing is the pure administration of the sacraments as Christ has instituted them. And then the third thing is the faithful exercise of church discipline according to what the Bible teaches. Okay, so those three things, the preaching, pure preaching of the word of God, pure administration of the sacraments as Christ has instituted them in the word of God. And then finally, the exercise, faithful exercise of church discipline, preaching, sacraments, discipline. If you want three conceptual pegs to hang that on, there you go. Preaching, sacraments, discipline. Those are the three marks of a true church. Now, if we begin looking at what the Bible teaches about these things, and we start with the pure preaching of the gospel, this always has to be the most important thing, our starting point. If you have a church where the gospel is not being preached purely according to the word of God, and instead you're hearing man's opinions or you're hearing... Um, things that are more likely to be heard from a, a therapist or a counselor, things of that nature. You've got to wonder about the church that you're in. Listen to what Paul says in Galatians chapter 1, verses 6 to 9. He says, I am astonished that you are so quickly deserting the one who called you by the grace of Christ and are turning to a different gospel, which is really no gospel at all. Evidently, some people are throwing you into confusion and are trying to pervert the gospel of Christ. But even if we or an angel from heaven should preach a gospel other than the one we preach to you, let him be eternally condemned. As we have already said, so now I say again, if anybody is preaching to you a gospel other than what you accepted, let him be eternally condemned. That's an important passage for the preaching of the gospel. We have to be sure that the message that we hear from the pulpit or from the lectern or whatever it is that is in this particular church. Today, there's you can't take that for granted as a pulpit. Sometimes they're different things. But we have to be sure that it is the apostolic message of the gospel. In other words, we have to be sure that what we're hearing from this particular pastor or minister is what Paul preached, what Peter preached, what John preached, and most importantly, what Jesus preached. We have to be absolutely sure that what we are hearing is, in fact, the unadulterated word of God, that it is the gospel. And, you know, the seriousness with which Paul takes this, you know, he says if someone should come, and, and preach a gospel other than the one that we preached, let him be eternally condemned. In other words, let him go to hell. That's how serious 
this whole matter is. Even if it's an angel from heaven who's doing this, let him go to hell, Paul says. That's, that's, that's pretty serious business. And so it is crucially important for us to be in a church where there is the pure preaching of the word of God. Basically, that means, first of all, you have to be sure that you're in a church where the word of God is actually opened, where the Bible is being read. Again, that is something that can't be taken for granted. There are churches where the, the Bible is not even cracked open. And maybe you'll hear something that's loosely based on the Bible, but the Bible is not opened. Second of all, you need to be in a church where the Bible is exposited, where the preacher explains what the Bible says in a passage, where he spends most of the time in his sermon explaining what a given Bible passage is saying or what the teaching of the Bible is on this or that matter. You got to be sure that also it, that it's not just a, a lecture on, on what the Bible originally meant, but also that the word of God is applied to those who are listening. And then thirdly, you have to be sure that you are hearing the preaching of Christ and him crucified. You know, it's possible to have preaching that's based on the Bible that totally ignores Jesus Christ, where you never hear anything about the good news. Well, the plain fact of the matter is that the Bible from Genesis to Revelation is about Jesus Christ. And so, for instance, when we read about Moses in the Old Testament, uh, the stories that are about Moses in, in, in Genesis to, to Exodus and Numbers and Deuteronomy, they're not there to give us an example to follow. Be like Moses in this situation. Don't be like Moses in that situation. Moses is there to point us to Jesus Christ. And Pastors have a responsibility to explain how that works to, to their congregation members. You know, the Greeks came to Jesus in the gospel according to John, er, to, to the disciples, and they said, Sirs, we want to see Jesus. And that should be the cry of every congregation today. So that's the first important mark of a true church, pure preaching of the word of God. And the, a second thing is the pure administration of the sacraments. And here we can, here we can think of um, 1 Corinthians 11, where Paul spends so much time talking about the Lord's Supper and how that church in Corinth is doing something with the Lord's Supper that was totally not in line with what Jesus Christ had in mind when he instituted that sacrament. He didn't have in mind that people would come to that sacrament drunk and that others would come hungry and that there would be all this confusion and people living however they want, doing whatever they want. No, Paul says that that's not the way Jesus Christ instituted this sacrament. Here's how he did. And then he says, let a man examine himself and so eat of the bread and drink of the cup and so forth. It's important that the Lord's Supper is administered according to the teaching of Scripture. The same thing goes for the other sacrament, which is holy baptism. Holy baptism must also be administered according to what the Bible teaches. So, for instance, in Matthew 28, 16 to 20, the Lord Jesus says, baptizing them into the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. If somebody is baptizing in the name of faith, hope, and love, they're not doing baptism according to the teaching of Scripture. Now, you, you may say, well, that sounds like a funny example, but people have actually done that. People have done baptisms in the name of faith, hope, and love, and, and other sorts of things. 
So the second important thing is to have the administration of the sacraments as instituted by Jesus Christ in Holy Scripture. Also very important. And the third thing that's also important is the administration of church discipline as well. And in here again, we can also think of um, what happened in the church at Corinth, right? There was that man who was sleeping with his father's wife. And Paul says that you have to put out that man from among you. You have to, he says in, in 1 Corinthians 5, verse 5, hand this man over to Satan so that the sinful nature may be destroyed and his spirit saved on the day of the Lord. That's excommunication. In other words, you have to look for a church that loves you enough that they will kick you out if they have to. You know, we often think of discipline as being a negative thing, a down thing. But in the Bible, discipline is a loving thing. It's something that the Lord gives to his church so that the, the purity of the church may be protected and so that it, his, his people will be led to repentance and back to him. So church discipline is also important. We find that not only in 1 Corinthians 5, but also in Matthew 18, which we looked at yesterday. Well, we've run out of time again for today. There's so much to talk about on this subject, but I hope that today has been helpful for you, and I hope you'll join me again tomorrow. Till then, may God bless you richly. This has been Gospel Talk with Pastor Wes Breidenhoff. Our goal here at Gospel Talk is to faithfully preach the gospel in season and out of season. That's also the goal of the Cloverdale Canadian Reformed Church. This program comes to you today through their generous support. You can find the Cloverdale Canadian Reformed Church at 17473 60th Ave in Cloverdale. That's just off 176th Street. Sunday worship times are 9.30 a.m. and 2 p.m. Guests are always welcome. You can find more information about the Cloverdale Canadian Reformed Church at our website, www.cloverdale.canrc.org. That website again, www.cloverdale.canrc.org. You can also write us for more information or if you have any questions about anything you've heard today, email us at gospeltalk at hotmail.com. That's gospeltalk, all one word, at hotmail.com. You can also call us toll-free at 1-866-288-1087. Once more, that number, 1-866-288-1087. Thank you for listening today. This has been Gospel Talk with Pastor Wes Bradenhoff.